0: In this first edition of Talking Plays with Playwrights, we sat down with St. Lucian playwright Kendall Hippolyte to discuss his play, The Drummaker.
1: Um, this is a real trip-long memory lane for me. I, I wrote the play when I was like 23. I was in my final, well, it should have been my final echo? I ended up repeating it. But I, I, was, I was on campus in, in Mona, Jamaica, and I'd had a group from, from since probably my first year, um, made up of both, both students and, um, and some persons from, um, from the community I, w- I was staying in next to the, next to the um, kind of working class community next to the campus. And we had done one production before, and then we did this one. And the first thing I think I need to say is the, 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 the character in it, the, the, the main charismatic character in it, um, Jack, it's an actual person. So it's based on someone I actually met. Most people knew him as Pinnacle. He was a restaurant. And they call him Pinnacle because he was one of the, uh, there was an incident in Jamaica in 1954 in an area called Pinnacle, a Rastafari community that had been started by by Leonard Howell, who is one of the forefathers of the Rastafari um, faith. This community at Pinnacle had been, well, invaded, razed to the ground, burned by the police, and people just fled. But this fella, um, who told me to call him Jack, he was one of the, the refugees, call it, who had fled from the area pinnacle and had come down into Kingston. And he had all the, the normal appearances of what people might call a madman. He used to chat to himself a lot. And um, I never know him to harass anybody, but he talked mm-hmm. to himself a lot. And every now and then he'd be really, really angry and then blasting and, you know, cursing. And, and for whatever reason, he spoke easily to me. When I asked him his name, he told me Jack. And every now and then we'd get, we'd get into these um, conversations. So from very, very early, I'd always question this thing, you know, why is a mad person? Why you call him mad? Why you call him a person mad? And so on. But it always been a, a, a huge issue for me. And he had a kind of real, not, not a father-son relationship, not, not as strong as that, but a very easygoing kind of, something kind of like protective about the way he dealt with me. So, that, so that, that's, that's part of it. And in Jamaica in the 1970s, and I came in 1972, um, there's a huge, I mean, a huge political experiment going on with, with a, a non-capitalist path of, of development. Socialism was very much in the air, and, and my own understanding of what an artist was, was really formed by these times. And so the, the, the play I had done before that, something called Middle Passage, is delving into those kind of issues of past continuing into the present, you know, got all the oppressive um, systems and so on that are going on. By the time I came to write um, Drummaker, which was, I guess, a, a, year, a year later, all that was still very very much with me a little, you know very deep in me and and yeah and, and so and so we we, we did display because i was probing very very much for self this whole this whole system this this whole capitalist system which to me up up to now there's a mystery to me underneath the whole thing because there's a way in which I so what I think of the old capitalist system as something that, that, that arises out of, out of a spiritual void, emptiness somewhere deep inside ourselves. It's out of that void, out of that emptiness that it has been created. So for me, yes, I mean, definitely it's attacking capitalism. It, it's not pointing necessarily to another way. So the attack on the system and, and, on, and on the way different elements in the system colluded, the church and state. To keep things going the private sector and you know their interaction the role that they played in this i was trying i was trying to get at all of that in the ways that i could understand up to the level that i was at the time so all that i knew i was trying to cope with trying to try to to understand to to probe and i'm not sure why to tell you the truth i tried to probe it through the lens of a so-called madman and i'm not sure what took me there because i've, I've done other places since then And I have not felt a a pressure, a need to try to explore this through a so-called madman's eyes. But but then I did, you know, then I did. Um, I also I used to drum, and I was I was in a group. As I was
0: about to ask, what made you decide to have the drum as the central focus, and then to name it the drum maker?
1: I used to drum, and drum, drumming still does a whole lot to me. It felt. Again, normal to me, and it was part of the times, too. It felt normal to me to try to do it through, through the eyes, not only of a madman, but, but of someone for whom the drum was, was, was a heart and soul connection. As he himself says, the drum is the memory of freedom. It was outside of you, but it was inside of you at the same yeah. time. I mean, it was, it was, it was a, well, a symbol of resistance. It was communication do for slave rebellions and so on. So, yeah, so it's, it's all that was going on. Mm-hmm. All, all that was going on so so i i wrote it and i put it on then and um yeah the, the response was was really quite quite staggering
2: but i want to tap back to the drum because you mentioned the drum being the symbol of freedom a resistance yeah, yeah. and for me it was whether as, as to how the mother chastised jack for encouraging the young boy to be involved in this drumming she said mm-hmm. "Drum can't, can't put roof over head drum can't feed you mm-hmm. it, it actually gave me a flashback to some of the challenges that some of our C-Sex students have, where the parents say, well, theater arts can't do anything for you. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do with that? They I mean, you can't yeah. feed you. You can't get a career out of that. So it was a balance between, is this a knock against the African heritage and contemporarily a knock against the arts?
1: I, put this way, I, I, don't, I don't blame the mother, yeah? I mean, she, she, mm-hmm. She's representative of, of um, I put it this way, for a lot of For a lot for of times. Yeah. Not just uh, right up to now, you know. I think for a lot of us, um, African descendants and otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, there's, a, there's a schizophrenia. I mean, she, yeah, she tells him, drum can't, what, put, put, put roof over your head or mm-hmm. food on your table or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, she also tells him, if I remember rightly, we love little drumming you just do in the village. Yes. Okay. She tells him so. Yeah. You know? And she says about how it, it, lift up his spirit to make me remember who he is, you know. Mm-hmm. I, think that, I think there's a genuine schizophrenia. Mm-hmm among us because we we can't, we can't help but feel we can't help but feel what the drum means. This what is it's doing this right. our DNA put that way. You know? We yeah. can't help but feel what it means. We can't we can help but respond. Mm-hmm. To, not, not just at the level of physical and, and dancing and rhythm and so on, but deeper than that still. So we, we can't help it, you know. So there is that. At the same time, yeah you're right. the kind of, the kind of society that we've inherited you know, um, and, and you know, from 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 world, whole imperialist colonial um, structure, yeah. the kind of society that we've inherited, um, the it's a it's dog-eat-dog thing. You know, yeah. like like Marie say, said, you know, when you got to earn some food, your brother got to be your enemy, mm-hmm. mm. and therefore it's is hustle, it's crabbing a barrel. You know, and in that kind of situation, obviously, there are much room for there are much space made for both personally and institutionally. For the arts in general, and in this case, theater, drumming, music, and so on, there's not much space made for that. So persons know that if you're going to parents know, and parents look out for the children, they know that if a child showing an inclination towards that, and parents ain't seen a clear path. I'm saying what you all know already, they ain't seen yeah. a clear path yeah. towards a livelihood. Yeah. And when, when you come from a working class background, you know how difficult it could be. They ain't seen a clear path towards a livelihood. They 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 feel for the sake of the child, they got to steer the child away from that. Yeah. But even the mother herself <laughs> is divided. You know, she is divided. So, um, but, and, and the, yeah, the situation is still, so now it, it's changed a little bit. Mm. I still think fundamentally it's not, it's not that crucially different. You
0: know? Right. As the playwright, obviously, you know, you write things, you put it down. That's 1975. Mm-hmm. This is 2020.
1: Uh, yeah. I've done it a couple of times since then, but last time was sometime in the 80s. mm mm-hmm. A long time back. These questions are still with us. Still, still, still with us. And I guess some, something that, that, that's striking me now too is the plight of the artist. Yeah. The artist because, 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 because Jack says, You know how much thing I want to do? Want to do.
2: Yeah. You, know,
1: you know how much dream and intention inside of this drum waiting to come out? Because to him, that's what he has. It's, 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 you know, that, that's, that, that's his art medium, the drum. And, and it's the same thing, same, it's, it's still continuing as yes, artists can witness and you can go beyond being an artist, you know, still say an artist, but you can step outside of your role as artist and take part in actual, um, you know, civic action, you know, you, know, and, you, know, in, you know, in civil disobedience, you can do all that kind of stuff. Um, but as artists, I am not sure what more you can do apart from witness and show and hope that witnessing and the showing will spark... You know, in other people's breasts, in other people's you know mind and heart, and and then and and then the actual practical work of mashing up the stupidness that we're living in and creating something else that, You know, yeah. But that but that that's something that that that, that struck me there. So it applied to the artists.
2: What was interesting in, in addressing the system? What was interesting is that. Uh, Even Jack says, they don't want to hear me. And it's not because I am not speaking loudly enough because they're not listening. They are listening to other things. It comes back to principle with people, what is right and what is wrong. And the fact that it is there, the information is there. What is to do, what is to be done is there, but people aren't doing it. People aren't listening. People are focusing on other things. So it's, it al- it's, al-
1: it's also fair too, eh? Because once once you start doing the consequences to you. Yes, you that as well. Actions. and not just to you, the consequences to family, to friends, etc. You know, it's not a it's not a light or simple thing. Yes. Nevertheless, yeah.
0: But in all the issues that are raised in um in the play, you mm-hmm. know, you, it was written in nineteen seventy-five, this is twenty twenty. All these years later, reading it realistically, it still rings like if it was written. Like a couple of weeks ago, so, yeah. Um, the play is still real. The themes being explored from um, family to the mental health issue, youth, society, politics. As we know that that's the underlying mm-hmm. thing, yeah. the root to all evil, realistically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So all these things being explored, and the ways that they're being explored, are things that happen to us continue to happen in this system that we live in um, the in the region realistically. Mm-hmm. So the thing for me is you chose to speak the narrator spoke from two voices mm-hmm. and as a man and as a boy. Um, so I want you to give me the reasoning behind why the narrator why you chose specifically to um, diversify the age ranges mm-hmm. for him to speak and then most of the time when he spoke, he was seeming to be like the only person at the end that understood Jack um, mm-hmm. because he started to, I guess, understand the ways of the world as well. So mm-hmm. if you could, could give us a little bit more into that.
1: Okay. Well, there's Jack's journey. There's also the narrator's journey because the narrator, the narrator, as, as we see him going through all this, you know, in, in these flashbacks, as we see him as the play progresses, he himself is beginning to talk about Jack in ways that um, that re- that reflect his own grappling, mm-hmm. his own yeah, his own grappling with 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 with, with what he's living in, mm-hmm. with the decision that um, that with, with following the decision that his mum in a way, his mother had set for him in a way to to join the you know join the system, become educated, try to have a, a good life, a good job, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, yeah. And he is in fact doing that. You know, he, t- he talks about uh, about when he, when he first goes to school, and, um, and Jack is telling him, ah, "Okay, so you're in school now, so you could start to you could start to ask about it to me. Who has the power? Who has the power?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's saying, "Well, no, yeah, yeah, you know, you're not going to do that because you know, once you start asking those kind of questions in school, you go, yeah, you're going to be in trouble, you know." Yeah. Um, but as he's going along, he's more and more engaged with the question mm-hmm. um, until at the very, very end. I mean, what happens at the end of the play? Okay, the, 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 play, the play begins with, um, with, with, with people, um, hurry is, is, is the end of, 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 the, of the day, of the 24 hour day. I mean, it's, it's late night and people are rushing to catch the last bus at home. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, he, it's everybody caught up in the bustle. And he, you know, um, so I, 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 I experimented a fair amount of um, pacing with, with tempos. So, so, so when it opens, everybody's moving fast, 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 fast trying, 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 trying to get the last bus when he comes on. He's moving a bit more slowly because he's kind of like contemplating and checking the scene more. At the very, very end of the play, when the play closes, and this time Jack has just given up of of trying to make the world listen to him and he's gone into his own world finally, you know, Mm -hmm. completely. Um, Last bus system, and then everybody's rushing across, you know, everybody's rushing across the street to go and get the last bus. And the narrator at first is, having told you this whole story of Jack and having told you... um, yeah, the, 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 the encounters that it made him have within himself. Mm-hmm. Having told you all this, and the last buses, I think any people are to, he starts to join them as well too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he checks, and then he checks himself. Mm-hmm. And then he say no. And, then, and, the, and the play ends with him going off in a different direction from the crowd. So now, so I'm saying the narrator has a journey, and the journey is a journey that began in his childhood. Because, because he goes, because his, his first encounter with Jack was when he was a child, you know, um, in primary school, um, about to to get, um, to, to, to get a, I don't think it's specific, I can't remember, I don't think it says he got a scholarship, but about the transition into secondary school, him, you know, can't wrong then. So he, 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 he's connecting from then and looking back at, at himself, not just at Jack, he's looking back at mm-hmm. himself and saying, where am I in all of this? Mm-hmm. Where am I in all of this? Because I've got a different viewpoint coming at me now than just the viewpoint that the school is telling me, then my job is telling me, then that the whole society around me is telling me. I've got a different viewpoint in me wrestling with all the time where am I so yeah, so, so that, that 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 really is the reason behind to, to trace his journey. I have to start the journey from where it began. From from a, from a child, primary school child around with Jack and, and go along to 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 when he makes the final decision, all right, he's gonna he's gonna go in a different direction. We don't know what direction he's gonna go in. Yeah, but we know that he's not gonna just follow the crowd, follow mainstream thinking, follow mainstream action, you know, that's you know, that we don't know. But we know he's not he's not gonna just do the normal. No.
0: The plot is 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 based on well, it seeks to explore the major question, who is in charge? Mm. And this is the question that Jack posed. So the narrator, when he was a young boy, he asked him, you know, when you were going into school, he told him, the main thing that I want you to find from the time you get into school is to ask who has the power. You employed, you made sure to have the church. So we bring in the different systems. Uh-huh. So he talked to, so he, ed- he looked at the education, you looked at the church because you brought in. And I was talking to Andrew, we were having a discussion and we were saying, you know, why was it necessary for... When, um, the, who it was that was talking, he was about to speak and before he was about to speak, the pastor was the person that laid the foundation. Yeah. Right. So everything, it seems as though he's saying that whatever is going to come from Hugh's lips now is the gospel. Right. Yeah. Right. So I want to know why maybe you brought in those specific characters, outside of Jack and Jack's mother, the pastor mm. and Hughes, and then looking at land ownership and putting yeah. out people rather than any other any other thing that you could have possibly employed.
2: Mm. And mm. the reason for, for, for putting out people as well too, which is right. Yeah. Mm. The reason for what, sorry? The reason for putting the people off the land as well oh, too.
1: Yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. As a kind of an, an intro to to some of this thing, I think the, the writer Got me thinking about those things because it's, it's one thing to read political theory, but w- when when these kind of questions about ownership of land, the significance of labor, when those things began to to grip me before I'd even gone very very you know to any kind of depth at all in Marxist theory, and it's not, I'm not saying I've gone particularly deep either, but before I'd even begun to explore that systematically, the writer who tuned me into those things was George Lamming. The previous production I had done um, with, with that same group in, in 1974, I called Middle Passage.
0: Mm.
1: It was out of reading in the castle of my skin and really kind of starting to think about this thing called labor that we take for granted. Yeah. Labor made the world. Mm. Labor made the world. When you, when, you talk about, when you talk about the pyramids of, of Egypt, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, or the Rockefeller Center, the height Mako Piku, you know, and, and just daily stuff, the, the food that we eat, everything it mm-hmm. is labor makes the world that we live in. And yet, this this thing about who owns the labor. You know, who, who is yeah, who, who owns this labor, this energy. And it's not just a physical thing. Labor, labor, labor always takes in, no matter how simple the task looks, labor always takes in the mind, it always takes yep. in the heart. It's always, you know, there's, there's always a whole person involved in it to one degree or another, willingly or unwillingly. You know, Slavery is the labor question. So yeah, yeah. George Lamming was the one who tuned me into this. I and mean, the previous production I had done, Middle Passage, was inspired by that. And therefore, the question of owning the labor and owning the land, mm-hmm. owning the land because <laughs> If, if you're, on, you're on this thing every day, you're doing stuff, you're building houses, and somebody, somehow, some set of people, somehow, through a whole trickery of so-called laws can say it's not yours and they can move you anytime, something wrong, mm-hmm. something fundamentally wrong. So all I'm saying is that I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to ask the question as to where it came from. When I got emotionally engaged with it, not just intellectually, was from reading George Lamming, and mm-hmm. so I mean, anytime you're writing, you're writing about you're writing about your inner life, you're writing about the questions that, that you're wrestling with, both the outer questions and the inner questions. You know, you you, 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 rest, you rest your you that, that's what you're writing about. So, <clears throat> and I say this is Jamaica. This is this this is a Jamaica where things about yeah patterns of, of land ownership and about transferring land to the so-called landless. They on the land, but the landless, you know. Talk like that is beginning to come up. You hang, you hang it on the radio shows and so on. So it's there in the air. People are tuning into those ideas. You know, mm-hmm. like 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 what Mugabe did in Zimbabwe. You know, mm-hmm. giving the land to who it belongs to in the first place. Yeah. Right. You know. So so for me, so I I don't find it I don't find it, there's nothing strange about the fact that that this enters into it, um, and 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 the. And 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 Jack is trying, and Jack is asking almost kind of metaphysically. What what do you mean by owning? What do you mean yeah, by owning? How, yeah. how can you own something like this? What uh, makes you own it? Mm-hmm. You can have a certain kind of relationship with it. But what mm-hmm. makes you own it? Apart from as you say, is the trickery of law and money, because the money represents mm-hmm. power. Yeah, we have the money, have the power. We have the power, has the, the money. And you know, the, the two things intertwine. You know. Um, yeah, and, and as far as the, the, the collaboration of, of the church, of, of, of Christendom, I, I say Christendom rather than Christianity, okay. right. uh, collaboration of, the collaboration of, of the church mm-hmm. um, in all of this, in keeping people okay, mm-hmm. um, accepting of this kind of system, the collaboration of, of, of the church is, is, I mean, it is shameful, yeah. you know, it's shameful, continues up to today, mm-hmm. you know. Um, And um, and I see the the, the, we 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 we, we accept these terms like private sector, public sector, and so on. Um, Yeah, very very easily, very unquestioningly. But Mm. why is it private? How it come to be private? Why Uh, is that the only way that things can run? Mm. You know. So for me, for me, there's a way in which Jack. Is approaching this thing almost like a little child almost from the point of view of a child who has not has not accepted who has not internalized all the yeah like like like, 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 like jackson like um like the boy's mother who has not internalized all these things that they say well yeah that's how it is no so he's looking at it fresh 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 how come how come he said how how can a piece of tin he looks at that yeah. point yeah. how can a piece of tin give this to you yeah. you know um, or you put
0: this man's face on this bill, yeah, on this yeah. paper. Yes,
1: yeah. 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 In, in those days, Marcus Garvey's face is on the coin. Mm-hmm. a yeah. 50-cent coin. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. The, the, the questions, I, I just say, Janelle, the questions continue up to now. And the, and the intersection of, of forces mm. that keep the system going continue up to now, they were definitely days of, of, of over-chattel slavery, mm-hmm. and they're there right now still, you know? Um, there's been some amelioration, there's, there's, there's been very, very hard-won fights, there have been resistance movements, and so on. They have created some space for working people. But really and truly, when, when you really, really look at it, I mean, you know, the, the, the whole thing of the 1%, yes. you know, the 1% now is, is, mm. is clearing now. There's even more information now to support this idea that there is a very, very select minority, and it's not limited to particular countries, a particular class. Mm-hmm. What a class is and so on is a whole other thing, but it's limited to a particular class. There is a very, very select minority who actually control the resources of the world, really, from hundreds of years to now. The question, you see, Jack, Jack is saying something like, yeah, ask the principal, ask the mayor. Jack knows that they're not the ones, but he figure, well, yeah. they're probably closer in it. So yeah, asks, maybe they could tell you who. But finally, wh- when, he, when he ends up, when he ends up saying he has, he the under- sea, he knows what it is now doing. It. He can't even put it in the form of a human being. He says it's a serpent. It's a serpent that that that's, that's both like well, global, but he says all around the world in different countries, and he says also inside of you because it he talks. You know. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You, you talk with its tongue, you talk with its sound, you know, you see with its eyes, you know. He says it's a serpent because I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I, I have to, it's, 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 a, it's an imagistic way of, of saying something, you know, if you're going to fight a political battle, a radical political action, you can't just say it's a serpent. You've got to pin it down to particular classes of persons. You've got to pin it down to particular persons too and so on as well too. But... There, there is a real sense in which, what are you are saying about it being a serpent is true? In terms of how widespread it is and how how, how coiled it is. It's, it's coiling around you like a boa constrictor and crushing out your life on your labor. Mm-hmm. Your very life on labor is what's keeping it going. I, I, I get weary sometimes because I, I wish we didn't have to be talking about this now. now how many years later now? Mm. And no
2: matter how many cycles of governments we go through, it just remains the same over and over and over. It
0: seems like a cycle is
2: just
0: just going and going. We have a very interesting, well, a multi-part query by Marjorie in the UK. And she said, what advice would you give to artists who are actively witnessing and showing their works when their communities do not support their individual dreams? Do they divide or dilute their dreams? What do you anticipate the personal and community cost of silence would will be? Should artists be more like Jack?
1: Um, no, I, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they should be more like Jack. I, I, I really wouldn't say so. Um, art, what, what what whatever form it comes to you in, um, you know, whether, whether it's in the form of writing as a playwright, a poet, or whatever, whether in the form of a visual art, a painter, a sculpture, whatever, a dance, whatever, you know. Art, art is a gift. Yeah, and a, a gift is there for a reason. It has to be, a gift is something, it was shared with you, and you had to share it. That's, that's, that's putting it a little too simply, but, but that, that, that's part of it. And you had to, you had to check yourself, whether you're artists or otherwise, you had to check yourself and see, okay, so what do I tell my children? Mm-hmm. What do I tell my grandchildren? We were dealing with this this was pressurizing us. And then, what? Well, we gave up. I don't see that we could tell them that. First thing I would say, i back up a little bit. I will never say that in a community, the whole community not listening to you. There's always going to be, out of every 30 in your community, the two, the three, the four, who mm-hmm. are really, really going to take it in and who are going to want to take this thing a stage further. So, for their sake... Even if it's feeling to you like most people are taking you on, you have to know within yourself because to me it is a law. It is a spiritual law mm-hmm. that you had the two or three or four who are really going to take it in and they're going, to, they're going to continue the struggle stage further. So for them, you have to keep doing it. Yes.
0: We have a very interesting questions here from theater educator and practitioner Sonia Williams. She said, you explore the relationship between religion and maintaining the capitalist system and the relationship between women, reproduction, capitalism, and men. But there does not seem to be a space for the voice of the drum, for the memories it brings, for another perspective. Did Rastafari offer an alternative way of living, an acceptance of a different perspective, almost socialist space? Right. Yeah.
1: Yes, I think it did. Yeah, I think it did. I I think... um... And and it's, it's a key point you make that about, about the, um, the, the 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 voice of the drum um, in the in the play, and, and because it's connected to Jack, um, and finally Jack Jack just pulls right into himself by the very very end of the play. So the voice of the voice the voice, the voice of the drum in there is more like it's a reminder. It's a reminder, but it's not a force change things externally. You know, um, yes, Rastafari, yes, Rastafari. Officer, to, to me. Um, and it's why, from you know, from from, from from the beginning right up to now, and and in that whole burst in the 70s when Rasta spread around the Caribbean, and so on. Rasta offered uh, a vision, even, even physically in terms of actual communes, you know, mm-hmm. where come together, offered a vision of a different type of society, of a different kind of relationship to land. Everything everything has its own flaws. Everything is always it's always possible to point to to you know to to, to faults within Rasta itself, you know, um, but. But Rasta within was a society within the wider capitalist society, within Babylon, it was an a real attempt, an actual physical as well as ideological, you know, mentally, emotionally, heartically, an attempt to create literally a different type of society, a different way. And for a number of persons, it did that. It offered that. You have to start living the life, even within the bowels of this thing, you have to start living the life as best you can within it. And Rasta offer the uh, possibility of doing that. Yeah. Sooner or later, Babylon come after you and try to mash it up as they did with the same pinnacle community.
2: Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Talking Plays with Playwrights with host Janelle Mitchell and co-host Angelo Lascelles. Join us next week as we continue our conversation with playwright Kendall Hippolyte, as we talk more about his play The Drummaker and he shares his perspectives on Caribbean arts and society. Remember to subscribe and share and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Theatre or log on to www.theatreconvos.com. See you next week.